0: My name is Drew Burns and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe that the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe that the best way, no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet. While others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist podcast and these are our stories.
1: Okay, let's get started. All right, so the Feed for Service podcast, again, Sony Spirit, I'm filling in for the great Drew Bynes as Drew takes some family time, we'll call it some paternity leave. I think that's an acceptable term. He's also taking care of his new home and that great practice that he's just built. So Drew, wish you all the well and uh, hope, I, yeah. uh, hope I carry your gym bag for a while. So I went to the well and I brought back Josh Bernstein, who you've had on before and his lovely wife, Allison, who we've been chatting up a little bit. Uh, I can't wait for today's episode because I'm gonna absorb a ton and hopefully I'm able to get some information that's helpful to everybody. Uh, I, I know that they've got a lot to share with us. and I, I can't wait. And uh, the hard part is gonna be keeping it within you know, a reasonable time frame. So let me give you some background on Josh. Josh is a practice in California. He's 100% fee-for-service for over 20 years. And we're going to talk about how that came about because that's a fascinating story. Uh, his wife, Allison, is the practice manager, and they focus on high-quality cosmetic dentistry, sedation dentistry, and Invisalign in an atmosphere of outstanding customer service. They do not accept assignment of benefits, and their accounts receivable have been zero for two decades. Let me say that one more time. Just let that sink in for a second. Their accounts receivable are zero. For two decades, that's 20 years. For those of you who struggle with math, 20 years, no accounts received. He's a clinical instructor in cosmetic dentistry, full mouth reconstruction, IV sedation, and constant sedation evaluator for the Dental Board of California. Allison, her background, she previously worked in the gourmet food industry, which is fascinating. She combined her understanding of why people buy with decades of experience in the dental office to create a zero sales approach. I like these zeros. These zeros are in really good spots. Zero sales approach for helping patients move forward with treatment. Her process of upfront honest communication from the first call to the completion of treatment has completely transformed the path to successful practice. Josh and Allison have three adult children. They live in Piedmont, California with their two dogs. So with that, I want to say one more thing quick. That I want to look at what she talked about with the completion of treatment and the communication. Our focus today, we're going to talk a lot about communication. So Josh, Allison, welcome to Thanks the
2: for temporary
1: fee-for-service podcast host. So welcome. Glad to have you.
2: Thanks for having us. I Very do want to one thing about the dogs, the two dogs.
1: Mm-hmm. You they
3: hear them they might bark
2: in the background. I will try and keep that from happening, but just a heads up about it. We're at home.
1: Hey, this is real life, right? <laughs> you might hear my wife walk in the door in a couple minutes too. So it's okay. This is not a professional thing, right? We're doing our best. We're dentists. And we're here to help other dentists. We're professionals. professionals. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's start out, Josh. uh, You share with me and I, I, uh, I want some others to understand. Let's talk a little bit about your background and where you came from. And then that um, call it that seminal pivotal moment where, you decided, I know something happened in December 1999 on a personal side that caused you to change some of your philosophies in dentistry and et cetera. So I'm going to let you take the floor.
3: All right. I'll try to keep this brief. But uh, I bought a small private practice that was fully insurance uh, when I first got out of dental school, or about a year later. And, you know, I was submitting my fees every year to Delta Dental. And they would give me a, you know, they'd give me my fee increase just like I asked. And then one day they didn't. And I said to myself, if I'm ever gonna get a raise again, I gotta do something different than rely upon insurance companies and their their fees. Cause I could kind of see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. So I started talking <laughs> to some other dentists in the area who were out of insurance. There were only two others that I knew of. And, you know, they gave me some good information Uh, But then I wanted to find out from I had been studying with Ray Bertilotti about adhesive dentistry and some of you uh, older dentists may have heard of Ray. And I asked him about how do I get insurance reimbursement for porcelain inlays and onlays? And he said I should talk to this guy down at LVI. So I went down there and brought my whole staff and I tried to learn about cosmetic dentistry and you know, full mouth reconstruction and all these other things. And, uh, while I was there, I met a lot of other people who were there, who had gotten out of insurance. And I had this plan for getting out of insurance. It was uh, four steps. And Sonny, you and I talked about these a few minutes ago. It was, you know, get a good continuing education so that I could provide dentistry, you know, that other people weren't that we had a beautiful office and we remodeled our office that uh, I got my own teeth fixed which was I think optional when I think back and then I forgot the fourth step which was marketing so that kind of messed us up when we finally did drop insurance but then you know before we really had a chance to implement our plan fully and and be prepared uh, in December of 1999 my dad died and you know caused me to do a lot of self-reflection and I was like what am I doing I'm you know working for these insurance company fees you know why do I need to do this and I just decided on December 31st 1999 last act of the 20th century <laughs> to drop delta and all insurances and stop accepting assignment of benefit from any insurance company and just start having a cash practice
1: so y2k is coming right and on top of that you're you're taking a not 180 degree but a Least a 150 degree turn in your practice philosophy. What was the first one again? Your first, your first step What was the first step? It was get a good continuing education. Good continuing. Okay. Thank you. Did I, did I neglect to talk about like out,
3: provide outstanding customer service by the staff? Because that's um, a big part of it. We had already <laughs> implemented that. I had studied with Ken James out of Washington. Mm-hmm. He was the one who really lectured about outstanding customer service. But the dentist I had growing up. Was really, really good at that. and Really good at painless dentistry. I mm-hmm. had a ton of cavities because I had this Jewish mother who would make desserts and stuff. And, uh, you know, I had a ton of cavities growing up. And I never felt an injection. Never saw a syringe. And, you know, he would put nitrous on you and play fairy tales on the headphones. And I had a really good experience as a kid. And I spent plenty of time as a dentist. So,
1: yeah. So you yeah were, I, I mean, wanted to be
3: like that guy.
1: You're and in I my generation.
3: Like <laughs> I didn't have that. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> a lot of people your age have told tell me the same thing. You know, they tell me things like, you know, my dentist didn't believe in Novocaine.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, what, he was quick. There?
1: He was Zip Zam, he tried to get in and out yeah. fast and he never spoke to me. And then when I got to dental school, his brother was in charge of the oral surgery department. Mm-hmm. Not one word. I told him since seventh grade I wanted to be a dentist. He never said yeah. a word to me. Positive. Anyway, let's not go away. Keep going. Sorry.
3: So anyway, so December 31st, we dropped insurance, and you know, as you might expect, we lost a ton of patients. But um, we hired a consultant um, around that time to help us transition out of insurance. And after the consultant's first meeting, and within the next two weeks, my entire staff quit.
1: So so, for all- so you hired. Let, let's get let me let me let yeah. me understand the timeline a little bit, right? You made a personal decision. To take care of this and make this change in the December nineteen ninety nine, yeah. you just flat out went one hundred percent cold turkey. We're going this way. Yeah. Then you hired a consultant
3: after the fact. I can't remember if it was before or after. It's it been a little after. while. Allison says it's after, so I got okay. Wait.
2: That's it fine. Was kind of all meshed together. You know, this all had. You know, Josh made a decision when he got that rejection uh, fee rejection letter from yeah. Delta. And it was really just, you know,
1: well, kind of an epiphany.
2: Not doing this anymore? Yeah. It was the turning point. So yeah. I was in my
3: early 40s. I wanted to make things happen.
2: So Josh was on board with his program, <laughs> but <laughs> but not everyone else was, you know, yeah, it, okay.
3: including the consultant.
2: Yeah, the consultant but, was not uh, on board with his program either. It was it was a very strange and interesting and kooky time.
0: The future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients. If you need help starting your membership plan, or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team. Wow. So,
3: anyway, so we started, well, well the, after the staff quit, mm-hmm. that's when we started marketing. We, we, Alice and I were the only two people left in the practice. And we closed down for two weeks. And we hire a new staff. And the nice thing about hiring a new staff is that their job description is, you know, this one's got to collect the money. That's your job. You know, if you don't collect the money, you're not doing your job. So,
2: you
3: know, that's how we hired new people. We hired them and we told them what we expected them in this fee-for-service insurance-free practice.
2: But also, I want to say something about that because we hired outside the field.
3: That's right. So
2: we didn't necessarily, um, well, we didn't at all look for, like for a front office person, it wasn't someone with a dental background.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: In fact, the best person that we had at the time, true story, was a woman, a young woman who came from IHOP. She was-
3: Five years at IHOP. She she was a
2: server at IHOP, but- She was very motivated, very smart. She was very smart. She had like the right personality. Um, (laughs) She was like a deer. It was like a deer in the headlights the first day (laughs) because she was so nervous about being in this new field. But honestly, she, she was a great person for that job. So we, we got away from like all of the um, feeling like we had to hire within the Mm -hmm. dental field because they bring a lot of Baggage. Baggage. I mean, they, they can be phenomenal. Like people, you know, you can find just the right person. But for us at the time in Berkeley, California at the time, it was just, you know, we weren't finding what we wanted. So we just like, we went outside of the field and we found some great people that way is the truth.
1: I'm a big believer in that too. But there, let me ask you a question. During the, So you shut down for two weeks. I find this fascinating. So you shut down for two weeks. And during that time, did you just literally pen the paper and start to say, let's put our vision of the practice down, and then now we're going to hire to what our vision is versus just finding a body and filling a spot?
3: You know, Allison and I aren't quite that organized. It was, but we, it was uh, a
2: combination.
3: It was the two of us. You know, we sat down and talked. And, you know, we, we like each other, luckily. So we, you know, we had a good conversation. And, you know, Allison didn't panic. I was kind of panicked. Yeah, I would. Yeah. But Alice is like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You close down for two weeks and you hire a new staff.
2: But you know what we did? Because here's something funny, which you, you may have experience with this, or you've had the experience. I think a lot of dentists have, honestly, we didn't know how to use the practice software at the time. We had, we always had somebody else doing that. Mm -hmm. So we kind of knew, you know, like, you know how to schedule an appointment, maybe, Mm -hmm. but we had to sit down and like really learn how to do that. And um, I think Josh would agree. That was one of the most empowering things because we didn't want to be in the position where you're constantly at the mercy of some, some hell bitch at the front desk, you know, you're just, you, you're just, you can't do anything with them. You can't let them go. You don't know how to work the software. You don't know how to do anything. They the know front. how to
3: run the, the office better than you do.
2: So we had to learn that. And that was a big part of what we did in that two weeks. And just to let you know how ancient we are, there were websites at the time, like dental websites. I'm telling you, if you go back in time, I think, <laughs> We had one of the
3: first websites. We had
2: one of the first dental websites. So So that's
3: one of the things we did during that period, that two-week period.
2: We started like, okay, somebody told us like, hey, what about a website? That's how long ago this was. Mm -hmm. So we learned how to do all the stuff up front because what's the big deal? You need to schedule patients, blah, blah, blah. This, This was our thinking at the time. And we needed to take care of them, get them on the schedule and be able to collect money and all that. So we learned how to do the stuff at the front, and then we started this whole marketing thing that was completely foreign to us.
3: We, we got involved in web marketing right from the get-go.
2: The only marketing we'd done up until that point, if you want to call it marketing, is we'd send out postcards for reminders, for cleanings. Like, that's how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did in those two weeks. I mean, that turned into a much longer period of time that we were working on that. But, you know, we got new people in and most importantly if no one was in the office we could still answer the phone get people on the schedule and josh could do the dentistry Mm -hmm. so um and
3: know, bear in mind we had i had come from a background of outstanding customer service after studying with ken james and so if the schedule wasn't full i was okay with that if we had one person in the chair we took really good care of them we did you know we we had we had an excellent new patient experience worked out, you know, where we did like a complete exam and photos and x-rays. And uh, I think back then we were taking impressions and making models. And I was literally painting the models with gold paint on the gold restorations, silver paint <laughs> on the silver fillings, you know, white paint on the composite and porcelain. That's how crazy we were getting to do an outstanding treatment plan presentation. Um, that has evolved drastically. Mm-hmm. But the, the basic concept is still there, the, the concept of outstanding customer service. Mm-hmm. And I think that's taken us a long way. You know, you don't have to be insurance free to provide outstanding customer service. Either. No, you don't. Anyone can do it starting mm-hmm. Monday morning.
1: Huh? You can do it at a coffee shop. You can do it exactly. at a McDonald's, you do it at Chick-fil-A. You
2: know? Right. Yeah let me all-
1: ask let me yeah. ask you a question
2: oh i'm sorry go all ahead right.
1: during this time because i mean to me'm I'm, I'm putting myself in your shoes right you make this decision you let people know and you said people are leaving in droves a lot of people are leaving so now you have a face with the thought of okay lower income lower you know lower people coming in your financial situation at that point in time were you still in would you say Debt? Were you were you stable? Just to some idea for someone else who can you know go <laughs> through this scenario. Interesting that
3: you should we were, say scared
2: that. To death. were scared yeah. to death. I
1: mean,
3: yeah. what, we, had, we had a bit of a cushion okay. because when we started implementing this outstanding customer service, we were still with insurance, uh-huh. and it was going so well that our accountant called us one day and said the IRS wants to wants to know why your income is so much higher this year than in previous years. And I said, it's just that we're, you know, we're doing a better job at the office. And so things were going pretty well. We had a cushion Mm -hmm. and we were able to get by with this drop in income. Which is
1: fascinating, right? Because things skyrocketed, things took off in the positive direction. Here you're going to make a fundamental core change, right? Yeah, and 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 you're almost like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine the second thoughts that
2: must have gone through your head at the time. I mean, we have to say though, because I mean, there was certainly a period, you know, when no patients are on your schedule. Right. That's horrifying. Yeah, that's
1: that's every dentist's nightmare. Yeah.
2: We had that for a long period of time, but I'll tell you what, like when we got over our anxiety about that, especially Josh, because I think he was probably freaking out more about it um we we just kept saying, like, we do not want to go back to insurance.
3: Yeah, we're, we just, were, we're,
2: we're gonna ride this thing out like we're young. We can't eat ramen noodles. It doesn't matter. So we could stick it out. You know, we, you know, we weren't willing to go backwards. We weren't willing to do that. So like when you make up your mind to do that, you figure out ways to just like make it work out. Yep. So, yes, awesome you do
3: advice, which was excellent at the time, was that. You know, if you're not working in your practice, work
1: on your practice. On your practice. Yep. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Amen.
2: And it gave us an opportunity because we never had, look, when our office was insurance driven, we didn't have a second to do any kind, like work on your practice. What was that? We did not have the time to do that. So in a way, and we still do this today, like when we have like a free admin day, it's, it's heavenly it's like oh my god now we can do all this stuff that we've been waiting to do you know and it's real. it's practice building stuff it's the best it's the best time you know to have to have downtime like that like we don't we don't flip out about downtime now we're we're Mm -hmm. relieved when we see some downtime so we can do these things we need to do
0: thanks for listening to the fee for service dentist podcast if you would like to share your fee for service story please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our fee-for-service dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.